I like having it in here. This week, Mostly Technical is brought to you by Lara Jobs, the official Laravel job board and Hello Query, which lets you empower your customers to build your own reports. Now, here's Ian and Aaron. A little good vibe music to get us going. I like that intro. That is yeah. a good intro. I don't usually <laughs> hear it. We're playing it live today. Yeah, we're doing a little technical uh, change up here, playing the intro as part of kind of embedded in, so it's in the videos and everything too, so... Hey, right, how's it going, man? Good. It's good to be back. I feel like uh, I feel like we're off to the races. Episode one was great, and here we are for number two. Yeah, we got a lot of great feedback. People seem to really like it. Um, so it's awesome. Uh, and you're in a new location. It I seems. am. It's distracting me because my the lighting is is going weird on me here. This camera. Mm. All right. So is well, this the new I, office? Is this the new? I office might be with yellow today. Paint? Yes, so we have the dark, oh, see, look, it's auto-correcting the color, but it's doing it oddly. Um, yes, so we have the dark background, the rest is white, but the background is yeah. dark, and uh, I, know I got my blue couch. I like it. There. So, I don't know, I still have a few things, I have a, a light set up here, and my camera is freaking out on it, so I don't know, we'll, we'll see, I might have uh, some adjustments to do. I thought I had it all dialed in, but you know, new location, new yeah. lighting setup. It's always something. Your lighting looks good. Do you even have a light? You don't even have a light there, do you? I don't you? even have a light. I'm just literally <laughs> in the corner of the bedroom at the Airbnb. There um, you go. You're just basking in natural yeah, sunlight. Yeah, natural, natural Vermont sunlight. Um, yeah. We have, we have friends here this week, and so they kicked me mm. out of the, the bunk room that I was in. Um, and so now I'm in our bedroom in the corner trying to make it look like I'm not in a bedroom, which I think I succeeded <laughs> at. This feels, you know, this feels no, pretty normal. it's good. Yeah, it's like you're in a loft space or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it looks good. All right. All right, so we did have a couple of podcast business uh, note here, which is that we are going to try to do some mailbags. So if you want to email in with questions or follow-up or anything like that to s stuff we talk about, um, you could do so at mostlytechnicalpodcast.gmail.com. So hit us up there. I guess I'll link that in the show notes maybe. Um and then, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, you know, I don't know if we'll get to all of them. Most likely not if it starts to build up, but we will try to uh, pick some cool ones each week and, and hit those. Um, okay. Oh, this whole, this lighting is distracting me. This I'm lighting distracted. Lighting's turning you off, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's like totally throwing off my whole game here, but that's all right. Okay, we will so what, persevere. What camera, what camera are you using? I'm using the Logitech 4K that uh -huh. is specially built for the Apple, um, whatever the big monitor is. I have the 32-inch monitor, whatever that thing is. The X, and do you whatever. have external lights? I do have external lights, but I also have natural light, and I think it's freaking the camera out, like mm -hmm. trying to match the uh, color. Uh, let's try it. All right, well, let's just do it live here. Let's see. All right, see, if I do that, if I turn off the lights, at that least it won't color to shift. Me. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to stick that with this like for right color. now until I uh, get that fixed. I thought I had yeah. it dialed in, but no, I don't have it dialed in. It's no easy process, especially when the camera <sighs> when the camera's trying to compensate and yes. then a cloud rolls over and your whole room changes and the camera freaks out. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's no what, easy process. <clears throat> what do you do for camera while we're in this here? So at home... Um, so at home, I have a Canon M50, which is a DSLR, and I run it through the Elgato Cam Link, so like the capture card. 
Yeah. Because Canon does have Canon does have software, but it sucks. Like it's right. just it's totally unusable. Yeah. So I just run it through HDMI capture and Elgato's software is amazing. Um so that's what I do and I have a like a Sigma lens on it. So I have a new lens, <laughs> a, a different lens on it. And then I do have um some lights and then I do my best to block out all uh, natural lighting as yeah. much as I can. I know this is going to be a problem for me because I have two big lights here and I do have like these blinds over them, but they're, uh, mm-hmm. they're not like blackout. So it's going to be mixing. I know I've been trying to resist doing the full uh, camera setup, mm-hmm. but I might not, maybe I'll have to go with it, but I do have a camera I could use a Sony camera, but I don't know. It's like, then I got to mount this camera and yep. deal with all this stuff. Like the whole go thing. Down the rabbit so, hole. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll be forced to do it. But well, I look forward to you definitely doing that and definitely buying a bunch of gear and we can talk about it. So I know I know exactly I, where this is going to end, and I'm exactly. really excited about it. <laughs> There's no choice, right? It's just has no. to, it has to end this way. No one has ever said, "Oh, I have a Sony DSLR and I'll maybe use it or maybe not," and ended up not using it. I, right. I just it's going to be great. I'm excited for you. I know, and you can direct connect it with USB-C, but I already know, like, that's, you know, like you said, it's probably, like, whatever. I'm going to need the software from some, the Elgato mm-hmm. or something. It's just going to be a multi-step thing. And <sighs> But then it is nice because I don't like how zoomed in I am necessarily on the way mm-hmm. Riverside does this. And, like, so if I had a, like, lens, I could, like, tweak that and all those things, which would be nice. So that's probably where we're heading. Well, That's I'm right. here it's to write off. So yeah, it's a write off. <laughs> just write it off. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Um. So I've been seeing you tweet a lot recently about Messi oh, and Messi. what a genius he is, and if we're genius. not watching, we're fools, and yeah, how he's changing the game. So <laughs> I, I for I don't watch a lot of sports. The only sport I ever do watch is soccer. Um. But I don't oh, watch. A, I don't wow. watch a lot of it. I know. Weird, right? Okay. Yeah. That's... Um, I grew up, I grew up playing soccer to like that. Soccer was my entire life until mm. I turned 18 and left for college. Um, oh, okay. So what is, what is the deal that he has? And he turned, did he turn down a bunch of Saudi money to come here? Yeah. So, I mean, for people who don't know, cause in America, not everybody knows like Messi's probably the biggest soccer star him or, uh, Ronaldo, but, um, and yeah, so he was leaving Europe. Saudi Arabia offered him tons of money as they're trying to get into sports. Like they just bought the PJ Tour essentially or whatever. <laughs> like they're trying to kind of scoop up these different sort of edge uh, sports, at least from the American perspective, edge sports. And um, uh, yeah, and so Messi decided to come to America. Uh, so, which is great. We've been Messi fans for a long time. Um, my son. You know, when he, my son's actually a little bit off of soccer the last year or so, but uh, my middle kid, he was playing seven days a week at one point, like super wow. into soccer, travel team, another yep. travel team, the mm-hmm. whole thing. So he was super into Messi. Um, and this one, Messi was with Barcelona. And yeah, so we've just kind of followed Messi. Like, we're not so much fans of a particular team, we're Messi fans, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so we've been following him around. And so now he's in America, and yeah, he's just a, it's been a very interesting move. Um, yeah, his deal is, I mean, he took less money, but it's still, I think, $50 million a year or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then also, my understanding is that he also gets a, so 
uh, Apple has exclusive rights to stream Major League Soccer, and he gets a percent of the new signups to Apple uh, MLS subscription service or whatever. So, because, uh, you know, they know he's going to be a big deal, but I don't think anybody thought it was going to be this big a deal, I have to say. Like, yeah. Uh, he's kind of a super exploded. He's everywhere. I mean, he, I was in New York City a week ago, and he's already got billboards in New York City, like Hard Rock Cafe <laughs> has a special sandwich for him. Like, what? He's just, like, totally, he's deep in already. So, um, so I think he's going to make more money than than he would have um, otherwise. Imagine having the power to go to Apple Apple as an yeah. athlete and be like, all right, part of my deal is you have to pay me for new signups. Right. Like, we're outside <laughs> we're outside the team, we're outside the league. We're now talking about just yeah. his titan of industry and he's going yeah. to Apple and commanding a, a take, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, it is. And it's especially incredible, I think, in America to me because he's so kind of the anti-U.S. athlete. Like, he's just this little guy. He's like five six. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look imposing in any way. He, you know, if he was your accountant or something, you'd be like, yeah, you know, he's like a guy, whatever. But uh, but he's like the best soccer player flashy. ever. I mean, no, he's not super uh, on flashy. The field, on the field, he's incredible. But off the field, he's just kind of like, he's kind of... He's kind of quiet, kind of shy, just kind of walks around. He doesn't like he doesn't make a scene, and that is very that is very counter uh, what right. we expect from our athletes. <laughs> yeah, we expect yeah, our athletes he, to show up in a big way. He's like married to his like high school sweetheart, uh-huh. or even before high school, I think, because he left Argentina when he was like twelve or something to go to Spain. I think they might have already mm-hmm. been together kind of then or knew each other then. So. Yeah, he's like just kind of a normal-ish guy. I mean, I'm sure he's obviously incredibly wealthy and all those things, but yeah. at least on the surface, he seems kind of normal. So, uh, but yeah, definitely not like you're a baseball player or a football player or a basketball player where they're always massive and mm-hmm. you know flashy and all that stuff. So, yeah, and even on the field, he's kind of like laid back, even compared to other players. He's he walks a lot and he does... walks a ton. Yeah. So, uh, and he I never mean, dives. He never like screams. Yeah. He just kind of takes it and then wins, which is awesome. I love that. Yeah, about him. it is crazy that like, I mean, partially he's messy, so I guess he can just get away with doing what he wants, right? But like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe there's something to playing the way he plays. Like, uh, I don't know. Maybe conserving your energy for those explosive moments mm-hmm. has you know its advantages and things. But so yeah, messy. I mean, I don't know. So he's. He's been on this run where he joined in during this cup, which is like a tournament. And, uh, yeah, he's won five games in a row, I think. And he's got, like, eight goals in the five games. He's had the very first game, he had the game-winning penalty kick goal and, like, or a foul kick goal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just been super every, – every match has been really exciting. Um, so, yeah, it's great. I think people should definitely check it out. It's, like, 12 bucks to, like, subscribe to Apple soccer mm-hmm. streaming thing for a month. Tuesday night they're playing, um, but yeah, it's just it's just so great. But they came through Dallas recently, and obviously I'm not there, but I have some friends who are there who looked at tickets, and the tickets shot up to like it was like four hundred and fifty dollars yeah. a ticket, <laughs> and it's like they I don't think FC Dallas I don't even know if that's what we're called anymore. I think that's what we're called. I don't know if FC Dallas has sold out a game ever, right. and now right. tickets are four hundred and fifty dollars just to that's get in crazy. the door. It's pretty. It's pretty wild. Yeah, these tickets are like twenty bucks or whatever. You know, at yeah. most of these stadiums, and then yeah, they're all going for like 
250 to 550 depending on the city and yeah here's here's my hope for Messi. my hope for Messi, for him in particular it's just that he gets fabulously wealthy and has a lot of fun being yeah. you know an american but my hope <laughs> is that he takes the mls and like it's a retirement league now right it's right. where all it's where wayne rooney and all the guys come over here and spend the last five years getting paid and having fun Man. and just you know, stomping all over the the American players. I hope that it like renews interest in soccer and takes the MLS up a up a notch from the retirement league to like eventually will be competitive. I know yeah. that's a long shot, but we'll see. Yeah, that's my hope too. I mean, I think it would be really cool to have it be closer to home. It's hard to watch the, like the European games sometimes because the times are weird and stuff, and it's just like not in your daily routine. Whereas if it was like here, it would be yeah. just whatever you see it on the news or whatever you just be hearing about it people you know would be talking about it and stuff so yeah that's my hope too is that he kind of just gets gets more people interested in it it's so bizarre because america i mean so many kids play soccer like it's a mm-hmm. huge kids sport but then yeah i don't know it just doesn't translate into the major leagues as much as not as much interest when people get older i guess a lot of the best americans probably go to europe um yeah. kind of as the first stop um since that's sort of the premier destination but I mean, you would think if he can get the money rolling in on the American side exactly. and, uh, you know, then get some talent. I mean, I, I'm sure, obviously, everybody's paying attention and seeing what he's doing and being like, oh, if I could be the star of one of these teams, mm-hmm. that's, you know, get that recognition and everything. So, but yeah, it's it's super fun. And if you've never watched soccer, I mean, it's, it's so much different than American sports, too, just because it's like, boom, an hour and 40 minutes, it's done. Like, yep. there's no... Like, it's not three and a half hours. The clock and never a stops. Commercials. It just keeps yeah. rolling. <laughs> you got like yeah. a 10 minute halftime, and that's it. Like, every, otherwise, yeah. it's just all going the whole time, no commercial breaks or anything like that. So, it's it's nice that way, too, because, like, oh, well, yeah, it's like an hour and a half, hour 40 minutes. It's not my whole day. I don't have to dedicate mm-hmm. like a mm-hmm. five hour block to watching it. Like, it's like, nope, I can just watch it and get, be entertained and then, you know, move on to the next thing. So, this point in my life that's kind of nice too because finding four-hour blocks is tricky so <laughs> yeah <laughs> we can yeah do, you're, uh, telling, you're telling me yeah, yeah. exactly yeah right, uh, so you gotta watch tuesday night then yeah watch tuesday night and the last thing i'll say on soccer before we lose everyone is i'm really bummed <laughs> that the the women's world cup is in australia i think yeah, it's australia it, new zealand yeah it's just like it's impossible to watch also we got eliminated early which yep. is embarrassing but i tried to watch you know, some of the games, and it was like 1 a.m., 3 a.m., 5 a.m. Yeah. What, what am I going to do here? So that yeah. sucked. And then sports is one of those things that still just – I can't watch it. I have to watch it live. Like, I just have oh, to watch it yeah. live. Like, no I cannot way. watch it No. tape recorded in old person speak or in any kind of, like, no. replay later. I need to watch it live. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a bummer. But World Cup – next World Cup, uh, men's World Cup is in America. I don't know. I know. I think it's, the women. I don't think the women's is. I don't know how no, that women's works. So. But yeah, I think it's all across North America, and I think yeah. I think Dallas Fort Worth is getting one because we've got uh, Jerry so. World. We've got the Cowboys Stadium down there. So, oh That'd man, that fun. would be incredible. Yeah, I'd love to, to go to a game. Right. Yeah, and and your two two of your kids will be old enough by That's then what to I was get say. something I think out by of then, it. What's the what year is it? Is it twenty twenty four? Or 26. No, it just happened. So it was, uh, but that was delayed That's from right. 22, right? So I think it's 26. 26. Yeah, I think yeah. it's 26. 
Oh, that'll be perfect for the kids. They'll be yeah. five or whatever. Yeah, that's that'll be great. They'll get a kick out of that. Oh, man. Yeah, that's going to be fun. All right. Well, now that we've lost all of our, uh, <laughs> yeah. all of our that, listeners, we can talk about anything like, we want. That, that first one was so good. What happened on the second one? They, they totally they, lost They the, went into the a thread. sports podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly sports. Uh, all right. Let's talk about your, your awards. You received a, 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 an award? I don't know what you call it. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm now an Oracle Ace Pro. Um, yeah. So it's like, it, I think it's like, um, you know how AWS has like their AWS heroes? Mm. And it's like recognizing members of the community who do a thing. And so um, there's a guy uh, called Frederick who is like the Oracle MySQL community manager. And he reached out to me a little while back and was like, hey, I nominated you to be an Oracle Ace Pro. I was like, what, what, what do you mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what that is. Tell me more. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's really, it's just like a, a program where there's like some, you know, there's some swag, of course. So I got to submit, you know, my t-shirt size so I can get all my Oracle swag. Uh, I like that. Yep. And then they do stuff at different conferences. They'll have like a, like an Ace Pro, you know, discount or set up at the conference, that kind of mm. stuff. But really it's just a way to be like, hey, you're a member of this community and we want to recognize your work. And it's really cool for me because yeah. i you know i got my degree and i'm like an accounting major and now this <laughs> like now this you know database company of database companies is like hey you're really good at this it's like oh maybe i am good at this so that felt <laughs> that felt really cool and you know it's so cool it's one of those things where it's like i don't really have to do anything except keep doing what i'm already doing and then like tell them like hey i wrote an article about my sequel i'm like great here's you know, credit towards your Ace Pro, you know, account or whatever it is. Mm. You have to keep up a certain amount of points or whatever. And okay, just so, to keep like the status. Just or to whatever. keep the status. And I, I assume that like if I were in a different, like if I were pursuing a different type of career, I would imagine that this would be like, I would plaster this all over my LinkedIn. I would have mm. like Ace Pro member yeah, Aaron sure. Francis. Right. But it's like for me, it's just kind of oh that's. That's really nice of them, but it doesn't really change, you know, my professional, my, my plans or my outlook or anything. Yeah. But it feels cool. I, you know, yeah. who, doesn't, who doesn't love winning stuff? I love winning <laughs> stuff. It's funny. If you had it before you did the screencast of uh, the MySQL stuff, then you could have died. That would have been cool to have before mm -hmm. and be like, hey, I'm an Oracle Ace I'm an Pro Oracle Ace Pro, yeah. Doing this exactly. course, you know, like that would be cool. But, exactly. Um, I'm doing it. I'm doing it in a, uh, an addendum to the course. And oh. so maybe I'll start with that in the first uh, as, as my intro. Cool. Oracle Ace yeah. Pro, Aaron Francis. Yeah. So What's the addendum? The addendum is going to be on um, sharding MySQL. Ah. So when you get to when you get to the big big time levels and you have to put your data across multiple databases, what's right. the what's the theory behind it? What are the different ways to do it? What is you know do you do it application side or database side? What are the drawbacks? That kind of stuff. So oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. So it'll be a little bit more it'll be a little bit more um, advanced because the, the you know the first course I did was kind of intro like for developers. And this right. will be, which is really, really good for Planet Scale because it's super like top of the funnel. Everyone can do it and learn and become aware of Planet Scale. This is more 
you know, from a planet scale point of view, a little bit further down the funnel. It's like if right. you're learning about sharding and you need to shard your data, you probably should just come to us and like we can help you do that. Um, so that's the theory here is it's like we'll teach a little bit more advanced and have fewer people take it, but ho hopefully a higher number of those people be like, ah, I'm just going to bail and go with planet yeah. scale. Well, there is some interesting stuff with sharding too, because I mean, where even just the run of the mill dev probably should at least be aware of it in that, um, like one of the things we're going to do for help spot. So help spot currently, so I don't think we talk about help spot on here yet, but it's like my help desk application, which is our main product. And, um, so it started as on premise. So everybody just, you know, installed it wherever. And then over the years we have cloud version, but it's like a cloud version where we just uh, spin up servers for you and install <laughs> HelpSpot on it because that was the easiest way to do it. And um, we're going to be rebuilding it. And so we we're thinking about the different ways to kind of go about that. And it's going to end up being the new version will be just a fully, like an actual cloud-based service. And uh, so no on, uh, they'll still be, well, I'm not going to get into all that. But anyway, the, <laughs> the, that'll be the, we'll talk about that someday. But anyway. Uh, we think about the sharding aspect of it, and we've actually had a lot of success with doing it how we actually do it now, which is um, uh, per tenant databases. Mm -hmm. So every, even though we use one database server, but every customer gets their own database on the database server. Mm -hmm. And so I do think that's like a method that people don't even think about, and they just default to like having tenant IDs and having yep. one monster totally. database. Um, but it is does get quite a bit more complicated when, obviously, as you're going to talk about in this course, I presume, uh, you know, when you get to a billion rows and you need to, like, you know, start spreading things out across more servers, then, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it has its own complications. Um, whereas the per-tenant databases, in some ways, I like better because it's like I could have a big customer on their own database server even. Right, or I totally. could like separate all these out. Or if I need more database server capacity, I just add a new database server. And now I start putting new accounts over there. And so um, there are definite downsides. Like you will need to do a migration. And now how do you do that right. across a bunch of different databases? The database server doesn't necessarily like having lots of tables, which just creates mm -hmm. lots of tables. So there are different um, pluses and minuses. But... Uh, but yeah, I think having a course that kind of goes through the different styles, just so that people are even aware of them, is kind of interesting. Since nowadays people just default to like, well, I have to put tenant IDs on every right. table and and go that route. So there are actually other options out there. Um, so where do you do your? Is is it on Laravel? It's on Laravel latest, right? Or what is that? The help spot? Yeah. Uh, it's on Laravel, it's, yeah. It's you know but, eighteen years old now, so I don't right, know which parts, it's, which parts it's are a Laravel. It's a hybrid. It's parts... not all Laravel for okay. sure. It's like there is now Laravel, but it's like not really using Laravel's routing. Um, it's not really using like a lot of the functions are still from like function libraries and things from mm -hmm. eighteen years ago, and we're just calling those functions and things still. So there's still so a where lot do you of do your old where do you do there. your tenant switching or like your tenant pinning? How do you so in the current the help right spot, um, it when you we create a new account, um, they actually spin up a small AWS T3 server, mm -hmm. and so and then on that server, all the like secrets are obviously put on there, and every customer gets their own uh, database and database user. So it. it's all just it's like you're deploying a your a little app for yourself. Um, there's not anything 
too magical going on. It's just that those are written into the environment file mm -hmm. when we create the account and then uh, just goes from there. Okay. And then we actually and do a DNS entry for them on Cloudflare. And so they get like an actual uh, A record type DNS entry for the account through, passed through Cloudflare. So it doesn't, you know, it goes, has the Cloudflare magic mm -hmm. in front of it. But um, yeah, so it's like creating That's pretty a, cool. Y'all are doing yeah. a lot of y'all are doing a lot of infrastructure automation there. If there that's is. what you're doing for every customer, yeah, there's a lot of it, it which is pretty cool because I mean to bring it from again it was like a only on-premise app and to like refactor it into like a normal SaaS app right would have been a huge undertaking which we've started and failed at a few times uh, because of me and changing priorities <laughs> but um, but anyway so yeah so it does do that I mean. Uh, it, one of the big downsides of that is it does take like a few minutes to start up a trial, so that part's pretty annoying. Oh, yeah. Um, but for HelpSpot, the type of app it is not a huge deal either because like nobody's like buying it or not buying it based on that. It's just not that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Like you know, we do demos. It's more of an enterprisey sales process. Um, so you know, oftentimes they're checking out six or seven different tools and there might be three or four or 10 people involved in picking it. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, there's a lot of infrastructure automation. It's all automated. Um, and with like Ansible and I don't know, this is not my end of the world, so I don't mm -hmm. know the deep, deep details on it all, but, uh, yeah, maybe, uh, Chris Fidow set it up initially and then mm -hmm. Matt Stenson who works here now is, uh, in charge of that stuff and yeah, they do a great job. Um, which has some, that's a whole nother infrastructure thing that's quite interesting. Again, nobody ever thinks to do that. It's like, well, I'm just going to have front end servers and, you know, kind of standard SaaS setup, which we're, like I said, going to be moving to because it is overall nicer. But there are these advantages of doing it our way, which is that, like, if a customer goes, like, one customer can go down and nobody else is down. Yeah. Um, like, that's if really somebody does something horrible and, you know, wrecks their server then that's unfortunate and like that one customer's down but everybody else is totally fine like there's no impact on anybody else mm -hmm. and so uh the only we still have the database server as a single point of failure although um you know it, there are some controls in mysql which we have set up for like per user caps and things so even that has some protections from like a bad user and then uh yeah and then we use rds so it has the hot failover uh, mm -hmm. multi multi I forget what they call it but uh the multi-zone rds so mm -hmm. it's always a hot backup um but yeah so that is kind of a nice aspect to it it's like your whole system's not down if if one customer goes wild um you just gotta but, know a lot about servers man and that's yeah a lot of server stuff i don't have a you know, Chris Fidal or Matt working for me. So And hundreds of uh, servers, you know, so there's just like, there's an update or something or like Ubuntu has a new update. So Matt's been like taking him like a month to slowly roll out this like the new LTS update to everybody. So, you know, there's stuff like that. That's not the no, most fun. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think so. I'll stick to my vapor. Thank you. Right. Yes, <laughs> yes, vapor. Um, I haven't built anything on Vapor yet. I'd like to build something on Vapor here at some point. Yeah, it's good. It's very yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, its sweet spot is, you know, of course, Jack Ellis has Fathom on it, and they're running, you know, 
billions of requests through it. But for me, I feel like the sweet spot is for doing little projects because right. you don't you don't have to have some server that you babysit and you don't have to worry about coming back a year later and being like, what? I need to do what updates to what? Right. <laughs> and you just kind of like, yeah, it just runs. And if, you know, nothing's coming through, it just, you know, turns off. Shuts down, yeah. Um, so I, I really like it. And the fact that you can just, like, set it up and hit deploy and go is is pretty freaking nice. So, Yeah, the variable sort of usage is really nice, too. Because, like, I mean, even in, in help spot, there's, like, we have a very, like, standard usage profile. It's, like, very b2b app like middle of the week it's high and then like you know by like seven or eight at night it's like way down and then the weekends it's way down so we are paying for tons of capacity that we don't use um mm -hmm. you know on a saturday or whatever where we don't even need it so have you played with the mysql auto scaling stuff in that vapor's connected to or no i haven't yeah no and i i don't really know anything about it actually yeah, they have. Yeah, AWS has. A, I think it's Aurora, but um. Oh yeah. Yeah, so it yeah. can auto scale up with demand, but I don't know. Kinda yeah, scary. there are some there are some opinions about Aurora internally at okay. Scale, which I will refrain from <laughs> from airing out in public. But uh, no, I yeah, have I've never not, used I, it. I have not played with it. Yeah. Okay. So you, this is not on our schedule here, but. You're an accounting major, and I'm an accounting major. So I don't know if are you an accounting you major? You were aware of that? Yes, I wanted to make you aware of that, so you knew we were we were brothers here. Oh my gosh! Wait, but did I was you never ever practice? An, no, I was never okay. an accountant. I just have okay. an accounting degree. No way. Then I, was, then I was like, I don't want to do this. Forget. Well, this. you made the decision. <laughs> you made the decision one year earlier than I did. So I spent okay. a year at Ernst and Young doing people's taxes, and I was like, yeah. F this. No way. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That I got is my wild. Yeah, I got a job at the Nasdaq um, in New York City, and I was gonna have to, you know, I was gonna be some internal accounting mm -hmm. flunky. And this is like in, I don't know, two thousand or whatever it was. Um, and yeah, I was like gonna pay like thirty-two thousand dollars a year, and I'm I was gonna have to live in New York City on two thousand dollars a year, which even back then was like impossible. I was like, yeah. well, after my rent and I eat. I'm like negative five hundred dollars a month, oh and then like I'm in New York City. I'm gonna want to do stuff, right. and so uh, I was like, "Yeah, oh, forget it." So I didn't take the job. Then I uh, went this whole whole different route and uh, learned to program and all that stuff. But did you did you love accounting in school? Uh, no, but I did like the accounting courses in the sense of like I thought they were more interesting than the pure business courses because yeah. it's like you've got the different angle on it and stuff mm -hmm. like i didn't like accounting even then i was like oh, i had no interest in this debits and credits and doing this oh, stuff like i don't man, i don't really want to do this i loved it i loved oh, it oh really so See, i didn't like much. that part of it yes. but i liked the like business analysis part because mm -hmm. we have these like projects that were like analyze this business and it's financials and stuff. like that part was cool but the like actually grinding out the debits and credits or the taxes that uh, wasn't really I wasn't too keen on that. So oh, you, you man, loved that it in school, my though? Jam. Yeah, okay. I loved it so much. The debits and credits was just like, <laughs> I think it scratched the same part of my brain that programming does. Oh, for where sure. Where it's like, there's a solution. You can get there, you know, you can get there a few different ways, but you will know at the end if you did it correctly because it should balance out. Right. It's like, oh, this makes sense. It felt like a puzzle <laughs> to me. And yeah. then even more so, 
in when I got into my like uh, graduate level stuff and doing the tax part, the tax taxes was just another layer on top of debits and mm-hmm. credits. It's like here's here's a bunch of rules, and here's a bunch of things that happened. You know, a bunch of transactions. Right. Figure out what the answer is. It's like. I can do this. This sounds great. I love this. And then, then, you know, you get to the, you get to the big firm and you're the lowest man on the totem pole. And it's like, put these numbers from this form onto this form. Right. Oh dude, this is miserable. And so I I waited long enough to receive my, uh, CPA exam bonus and they couldn't take it back from me. And then I, then I peaced out. It's like, I'm out of here. Do you have your masters? I do. Yeah. Masters. and. Uh, I think nice. I recently let it expire, but I have my, my CPA Your license CPA? as well. You're totally official. That's awesome. Yeah, I, did, I just yeah, did, I did my bachelor's. That's it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I always thought it was a lot like programming. This used to be my shtick when I was still applying for jobs uh, before I started UserScape. Mm. was just that like accounting is very like programming in that you know you just basically have to kind of know the high level to me. It's mm-hmm. like, I know that there are some rules around this thing. Like I see this thing and I know there's something to it. And there's rules around it. And then I can go look up the rules. Like yes. I can go look up the taxes, you know, regulations specifically, just like I can go into Laravel docs and look up the actual function call, right. For how to do something. It's more just about that. You know, what can be done mm-hmm. and have that vision of everything going on. And then the actual details and even in accounting now, I mean, the actual details, like the computer is doing the details for you. Right. So yeah. like, um, so yeah, you could kind of get the details, but it's just to have being aware of what's possible and that accounting and programming are a lot alike to me in that way. But the first, the first screencasting series I ever did is teaching financial accounting to sophomores at Texas A&M. Oh, and wow. it's like, it's like a big tutoring. Oh, I think thing. I saw that. You tweeted yeah. a piece of that somewhere at one point. Yeah, right? it's, yeah. A big, it's a big tutoring course that like goes through the syllabus and just teaches them everything they need to know about financial accounting and basically everything you need to know to do well in the class and pass your tests and everything. And I did that probably in 2016 and I just like set it up and recorded all these videos and put it behind a $39 paywall. And over the years, like I haven't really touched it. In fact, right now it's free because there's a technical thing and I was just like, <laughs> I'm just going to make it free. I can't figure it out right, right now. Um, yeah. But it's made, it's made over a hundred thousand dollars in wow. the past like six years total. So it doesn't, you know, each year doesn't make a ton of money, but it's like, that is awesome. I did a thing one time and it, you know, continues to pay me. It's the best. The oh, dream. Best. That's what I've been. I've been chasing that high ever since. <laughs> See, that's where the the courses and things like that. You know, the the pure like a SaaS is not exactly the same as that. Like that's what everybody presents it as, but it's mm-hmm. really not because there's just always stuff. Like there's always a new. Some of the browsers change something. The server changed something. Customers want this new feature. AI shows up, and now you have to add features mm-hmm. for it. Or this thing shows up. So there's always like people with demands and things going on. See, I always like the idea of a course, even though I've never wanted to actually build one. It's like, oh, I put it out there. It's like being a musician. Like, Mm -hmm. I do this song, and now I just get paid forever and ever by it. Like, I don't have to do anything else to it. It just exists, and I just keep making money. And, uh, yeah, so obviously the amount of money you can make with a course isn't as much as with software, but at the same time, there is something nice about that. There's something about nice that. about the, yeah, the finality. You're done. Like, yes. you completed it. I love the it. idea yes. of being done. Yes. 
Yes. I want absolutely. to complete something someday. I feel like I haven't completed anything in 20 <laughs> well, years. Well, yeah, you've been working for like... 18 years on the same thing. I guess that yeah. would make sense. Still going. And you're still uh, you're still you're still in the code. I'm watching. I don't know if this is yeah. I don't know what this is for, but I'm seeing you working on on Volt. So what are you doing? What, what are you getting your hands dirty with? Yeah, Volt. I was playing with over the weekend here. Uh, this was on Lara Jobs actually, okay. so not quite 18 years old, but still Lara Jobs actually 10 years old. So wow. uh, yeah, it's been around a while already. So that, I did not know it was that old. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So we started that pretty early. It was like right after Taylor left Userscape, um, I think, like, or maybe even before, before, just before he left Userscape, we did it. And uh, yeah, so it's been around a while. But yeah, so I'm in the middle of rebuilding it. I'll have some cool stuff to share about that actually in a couple of weeks probably. But um, but yeah, rebuilding it, um, changing a few things about how it works. Got some couple little AI sprinkles in there, a couple Uh-oh. little things. Yeah, so, but, uh, so anyway, so Volt, uh, I was like, all right, this is a perfect opportunity. I can use Volt. And oh, it's so nice. Like, I always love Livewire in general, but um, like going between the files is always a little okay, bit give annoying. Us, give us you the know? pitch. What, what, is, what is Volt, first of all, and then give us your, like, what, what you like about it? I mean, I'm definitely no expert yet, but... Uh, oh, that's all you know, right. It's, We're it's on just, a podcast. We're experts about everything. <laughs> you just say whatever you want. Exactly. So... I mean, this it's single page live wire files, right? Like that's yeah. the kind of core core idea here is that you got your live wire logic um, alongside your actual blade template all in mm-hmm. one file. And so it's just one place to, to deal with it. And it's great. Um, it's, it's so nice. It's just like, it's all right there. I actually thought they, it supports both using the class based live mm-hmm. wire kind of regular traditional live wire classes and then uh you can also have this functional style which i didn't think i'd necessarily go the functional style route but then i did it first as class and i was like oh i think this would actually be like cleaner for what i was doing in the functional style so i switched to functional style and it's awesome um it's basically it's basically react but in php so there you go it's uh, especially if you're using the I'm, functional I'm style triggered, it's like so yeah, yeah thank you it's basically you said it. it's basically react and uh it's great um i was going to say it's basically view single file components yeah so it's similar that's, to that that's too, what it yes. feels like to me so we'll yeah, each have but, our we'll each have our own perspectives i'm not going to call it i don't it know react. how the, i would, uh, I would does, diminish it by calling it react <laughs> yeah but view does it does view have like um I don't know the way you like set the states in Volt is like yeah. exactly like like React. I don't know if Views is like that. It's been a long time since I did Views, so I feel like yeah, it was a little View different than the, that. So in in Volt, you have like the state function where you pass in you know the name and the initial state, right. whatever. Um, traditionally, in View with the options API, you wouldn't mm-hmm. have like that functional kind of pattern. But in the what's the other one called? options versus like component api maybe whatever the opposite whatever the new view three um api is it is very much like that you have the script setup tag and you have to declare certain variables like reactive and you pass in their initial state and that sort of thing Um, which i don't like i like the options api where you can just say here's my data you do with it whatever you want um but me bashing React just for another day. Keep telling me about Volt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an expert in that either, so who knows? But um, but yeah, I haven't and I haven't done Vue in a really long time, and I haven't used Vue three at all, so I don't know. I don't know anything about the latest Vue stuff. But 
But yeah, the Volt's great. I mean, it's just like, just for, I haven't even used it, uh, sort of, I haven't done anything too complicated with it yet. I will be more so this week because I'm going to do the part of Lara Jobs where like, where you actually like create the job. So I haven't actually mm. done that like form yet. And it like, will show you like, you know, as you're building it, like the preview and stuff, which I mean, it's not like rocket science here, but it's like, you know, it's going to be a little more using the reactivity and mm -hmm. different things like that. But, um, but even like, just for like, like, I feel like it's just so much more logical, even for like full page components. I haven't really used the full page, uh, like live wire components much. I haven't used them that way, but with this, I'm like, Oh, I'll just put it all together. That makes sense. And like, um, like I, I just was able to do state and have some like database queries right in there and just like populate the like initial list of jobs and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, boom, I don't need a controller and all that stuff for all for this, uh, you know, super simple setup here. Um, and Livewire works great for it. And now with this, it's like all one spot. So yeah, it was just like really great. I, I, there's this whole philosophical thing. <laughs> that I have a very this big is what I want. Yeah. Tell yeah. Me. Yeah. Let's get to the philosophy. Yeah. yeah. So Everybody can go read the docs on Volt. Yeah. Right? Volt is great. Go check it out. But I feel like I have the chip on my shoulder because for me, forever. So initial, like old school PHP, dig is it like up, Ian. dig it up. Old, oh, I'm gonna dump here. <laughs> old school PHP, right? Is just he like literally you'd have like a handful of files and there'd mm -hmm. be like a million functions in them, right? You'd have mm -hmm. like a function library because it was all like based on C and things like that. Yeah, a lot of coders coming from that and like that's how things were done there. So it's like, okay, I have like this function library and it's got a million functions in it that do whatever. And so you had a lot of like a, a single file that had a lot of logic in it. And then obviously it went to like, that's super bad. Everything has to be its own file. You can like every, every line has to be its own file. Right. And that all has <laughs> to be separated. To be <laughs> like that's like where we were at You're one point. You're so mad. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's where we were. And then. And then now, then that's, see, this is also getting at what I like about React. Because, like, React with TypeScript, they're like, ah, oh, you just put all the stuff in the one file. You got the, you got the includes, and you got the, you set the interface, just build it right there. And then, like, you know, make these function calls, and you do function calls for the state, and you got all this stuff. And then, hey, let's just dump the template into some JavaScript here. Let's do that, right? And so, like, it's all right in there. And then this is what this is, right? It's like, oh, you used to have these two files, but now we don't have two files. Now we have one file. And I'm like, yes, one file. Give it to me, baby. This Give has, me the one file. This has tremendous get off my lawn energy, just so you know. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I love like, it. It's I've just been like telling you kids, this I is know, the way we're so supposed to true. do it. It just, everything just comes back around. It's like, oh, if you just wait long. This is like, I have this whole other business philosophy, but like, just outlasting people yes. in all sorts of worlds is a totally effective strategy. And it's like, that's what we're seeing here. It's like, oh, I'll just keep waiting. And then eventually mm -hmm. people will come back around to like the obvious way to do it, which was like the things that go together should just be in one file. And then like, there we go, we're here. And it's so nice. I love it. Yep. Oh man, I'm glad you got, I'm glad you got that off there your go. chest. I love I'm, that. I'm that's good, what I'm, I'm good. for. Yeah, I, I want the takes. That's, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> that's a hot take for you. That is a hot take. I love I love that energy. Yeah, I mean, I I get it. When I saw, I think it was uh, React server components, it was like, oh, you write your server stuff and your client stuff all in this one file, and I, you know, had a visceral reaction to it. Right. And then I saw and then I saw Volt, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is pretty good. I like this. This right. is very nice. Well, well done, just, well done, us. Look, good job, yeah, yeah good job, Laravel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, it's unfortunate, like, PHP can't support, like, you have the closing tag in there, which is, like, yeah. a little bit annoying, right? But um, I don't think there's really much they could do about that. But, um, 
But anyway, yeah, it's still, uh, yeah, I really like it. I don't know. You said you haven't used it yet, right? No, um, no, I haven't. Yeah. I've never built anything big or even medium with Livewire. I built a, I built a planet scale demo a while back with Livewire 2, um, but it was just like a one pager kind of thing mm-hmm. with some, some live updates and some interactivity. And that, like, that part was, was wonderful. The, you know, just fire up PHP and you have live updating and stuff and there's no, I, I don't think in that one I had any NPM install whatsoever, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've never built a, a full-on proper Livewire application yet. Um, yeah, it's so good for those things like that use case though. It's just like where you want to make something like raise the bar on a simple little app or whatever yep. without like getting into Viewer React and fi- building that whole stack out and the inevitable weirdness that will happen yep. or whatever. It's just like, nope, I can just stay in PHP land, but things will still magically react and be fast and all those things that you know people want nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's super, we've done a bunch of stuff with it for especially stuff like that where it's small apps. Just I always use it, um, and then like our store system um, for HelpSpot uses a lot of LiveWire, and um, yeah, so Le- Lair Jobs uses LiveWire. Lair Jobs yeah, is LiveWire already. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. in certain parts, it's more like sprinkled in the mm-hmm. new one. It'll be like LiveWire everywhere. The uh, current one, it's like where you. The form where you create a job is Livewire, and there's like a few other uh, little things with it that have live. Maybe like the there's like a consultants area that like has filtering and stuff. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that's Livewire. So yeah, it's really really so so nice. Um, just it is. There's a lot of magic going on, which is mm-hmm. is you're like, whoa, how is this even doing this? Is um, it? Do you but, do you know? Is it tech, like underneath the hood? Is it? Um hooking into like the blade compile time and it's like making proper live wire classes and just kind of like, so it's, it's syntactic sugar. Uh, Do you have any idea? No, I think it's more than that. It's not just sugar, but I don't know how it is hooking into everywhere. And it's definitely mm-hmm. using a lot of like internal to mm-hmm. Laravel, uh, things that normal people shouldn't touch. Right. <laughs> but you know, Caleb's, you know, Caleb's works with normal. Taylor on yeah. it. So I think it's, you know, he's not doing any using it. Um, it's not going to just break if Taylor changes something because Taylor's in the loop on what's going on. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, there's a lot of magic in how it like then go, you know, aggregates things to go back over the wire and it manages the state across the wire and all that stuff. So they're definitely in re- rehydrating stuff on the mm-hmm. other end. Um, so yeah, there's also a lot of crazy magic where it like stores. I don't know how it does this. Like. Yeah, Livewire in general, yeah, it stores all that serialized stuff on the front. And and even just your um, middleware, like whatever Mm -hmm. the middleware the route served, like it serves the Livewire over that same middleware Mm. and stuff. Like there's a lot of of stuff. But yeah, I don't know, even with Volt, yeah, I don't know if they're breaking it up along the way somewhere and like caching the broken up files or Mm -hmm. if they're like executing them together i have no idea how that would work i assume there is some step where it like pulls the blade out and then i would think it renders it right but yeah because when blade like when they when they take blade and turn it into like your proper views and stuff they compile it all and they get rid of all the at if and turn it into php statements i would imagine at that point that's where volt hooks in and they like they do something that turns it into i would guess it would 
turn it into like traditional live wire and so i don't know i guess but i don't know it's very it's very cool and it's very good and i'm hoping it gets some of the um some of the laravel curious people to move over because it does feel very familiar like you were saying it feels very familiar yeah. to a react or a view um app where you and then you if you do everything one file if you do everything as full page components too it's like you don't even have to deal with like there's like less of the Laravel other parts in some ways. Mm -hmm. Like it's just like whatever. I just like route volt this thing, or I think that's what it is, or volt route route volt whatever it is, and then uh, you know just pass in the components. You can pretty much stay like in live wire land um, for the most part. But uh, you know that's something I was thinking about the other day that you just brought up that I haven't. I just don't ever have time to do this, but I would love to like just source dive into like some of these things like live wire or mm -hmm. even Laravel like in dig around and see how stuff works. Like I just never have time to do that. But uh, I don't know, have you done a lot of that? Like digging have, around in the actual it's source? It's a freaking blast, yes. Yeah. So I, I've, the, the deepest I've dug around is um, obviously Eloquent and the base builder. I've dug super far into that for mm. a couple of different things. One was um, before I worked at PlanetScale, I wrote a, a single store driver for Laravel, oh, okay. and so I had to dig in to figure out how do I write, how do I write a database driver, and how do right. I like, how do I compile, you know, Eloquent down to the right syntax that Single Store expects. Mm. Um, and as you would as you would imagine, it's it's just elegant all the way through, and it, <laughs> it's just so good. And that was a ton of fun um, trying to figure out like what are. I think the fun part for me about programming is when you get super off the beaten path like this and like the docs aren't going to help you here. Like right. this is not, this is not documented. And so you're like, yeah. you're just command clicking all the way down to like figure <laughs> out where does this call this and what happens here and trying to figure out where do I hook in that I can do the least amount of work possible and so I can just like inject my stuff at the right point and I don't have to yeah. reinvent, like I don't have to reinvent the whole wheel. Um, right. So that was fun for the single store driver. And then for the deepest I dug into the rendering engine was when I was writing all the torchlight adapters, which is syntax highlighting. And so at that mm. point I'm hooking into the blade compile time and trying oh, like, in, okay. like injecting <clears throat> placeholders at, at one part of the compile time and then looking for those placeholders at the last part of the compile. And it's like, that was really fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you, if you ever have a reason to source dive, do it because it's all great. It looks amazing yeah. down there. <laughs> it's beautiful there it's under the water. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so like, there are an unbelievable amount of um, hooks that you can like you mm. can get your claws in and, do all kinds of all kinds of fun stuff, and that's what. Speaking of rants, that's that's one thing I don't understand. I'll look at I'll look on Twitter or on like the Laracast forums, and people are like, "How you know? How do you do this? It's not in the documentation." I'm like, "Go look, <laughs> just just go it's look there. and see what's down there." Like, <clears throat> right. There's comments can, on everything. There's comments on everything. You can just go look. Like you have all of the source available. Yeah. Just go look and see what happens. <laughs> the worst questions. The worst questions are like, "What happens if you pass this to this?" And I'm like, "Just try it." Right. I don't know. <laughs> you figure it out. So I, 
I think part of it is being self-taught. That's how I had to learn everything yeah. was just go look. And it's just such a, it's so fun for me to, to go down there and look around. Yeah, it is fun. I mean, just with, with Volt, I found something I uh, tweeted about it too, which is like in the docs, when you call state, it just, the, all the examples are, it passes an array of, mm -hmm. of uh, variables. And I was like, oh, I kind of hate the array of variables. Mm. Like, God, it's just annoying. Like, it's not very React. Like, I want to just pass. I want to call state a bunch of times. Yeah. So uh, I looked in there. I sourced Dove actually in that case. I was like, oh, yeah, this looks like I can do that. And then I did it, and it worked. And it was all magical. And it's like, ah, oh, look it. And Don't you feel I, so empowered? Don't yeah. you feel amazing? <laughs> I, I did feel amazing. And then, of course, Taylor's like, you know, I did that on purpose. I'm like, oh, I know you did. Of course you did. About I these see things. you. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the array, hate the array. So did you, did you pass in a named argument or did you pass in a string, comma, and then the I value? Did string, comma. Okay. Yeah. Okay, because oh, yeah. I thought I named saw argument. on, I thought I saw on stage, yeah. and I think it's later been confirmed, but like named I said, I haven't argument. played with it. I think you can pass in a named Man. argument. Isn't that wild? I know. You're a, I I always forget about named arguments because like know, it's just so such I. a. I've been waiting literally over twenty years for named I arguments, know. and like with you know, especially again in older style code, you have like a function and it has like seven things being passed into yep. it, and it's like, boy, I wish I could just have a named argument instead yep. of all these nulls or whatever. But uh, so I don't know. It doesn't. So one of those things that has not like stuck in my brain from me modern PHP. But yeah, me either. As soon as we get off, I'm going to try yeah, that try, because try that's that. going to be amazing. See if you can pass in, you know, foo colon and then the value yeah. and see, see if that works. I think it does. That that's, sounds that's like my it understanding. Might. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I that know. sounds like a thing Taylor would, would have. Uh, yeah, that's some magic that, that they want to have there. Yeah. Got, that, see, that should be in the docs because that's like, mm -hmm. that's like magical wonderfulness right there. Well, um, okay, so here's the deal. Because yeah. it's not in the docs, you get to have yeah. a great tweet about it. That's that, that's the that's benefit. True. That's better. That's better. Yeah, that's better. That's better for us. That's all that matters. <laughs> my, my tweet becomes the uh, definitive documentation exactly. on it. Yeah, I Here, like that. Here's here's how here's how it's gonna go down. You're gonna we're gonna get off this call. You're gonna see that it works. You're gonna put out a banger tweet, and then somebody else will open a PR to the docs. I'm like everybody's happy. You didn't have to do the work. You got a bunch of likes. On I should Twitter. PR the docs. I should PR the docs. That's you true. should. But it, it should put, it put out the, put out the tweet first. Yeah, do the tweet first. Yeah. I don't know. Docs is like, Taylor's so good at the docs. It's like, if, am I gonna, how can I improve Taylor's docs? Yeah, it feels exactly. impossible. I can't. I'll just tweet about it and I'll, I'll, let, I'll, let, I'll let him notice that it's yeah. not in the docs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's kind of one of those weird things too where like you wouldn't have like a section of the docs for it probably, mm -hmm. but it's like maybe it should just be sprinkled through different examples. But then if you do the examples differently, yep. maybe that's confusing. Like, yep. so maybe having it always be the same is better. It's like, it is kind of a weird thing in that way. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm excited about my tweet for it. I'll tell you that if it I'm works. I'm excited to see it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. I'll see how you workshop this and uh, see what yeah. code screenshot tool you use. And Spend it's... the rest of the afternoon. <laughs> I, yeah, code. So I'm not big on the... I, I, I should do this one. I'll do it right. I'll do code screenshot mm -hmm. tool. Now, what do you use for your code, code screenshots? I like, use showcode.app. Showcode, okay. And that is built by... Uh, Fellow community member, I think Steve Ooh. Bauman is his name. I think that's right. Um, Put that up so I have it. Okay, but it's very it good. Yeah, all oh, kinds yeah. of. Wow, it's all fancy. It Look is all kinds of languages and themes and backgrounds wow. and yeah, 
It's a full. It's a full-on app. It's very, very good. Showcode.app. Go check mm-hmm. that out, everybody. That's uh Yeah, good job, Steve. Awesome. I've not seen that before. That's really great. Yeah, because I'm always like, I knew there had to be some awesome tool. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, everybody's not doing this if it takes no. any work at all. So, nope, so nope, there's nope, got to nope. be some awesome tool to do it, and there it is. Um, yeah. Oh man, now now I'm even more excited. This will be See? my first uh, yeah. first really nicely styled code tweet here. This is going to be great. Philo's going to yeah. retweet it. Caleb's going to retweet it. It's going to yeah. go great. I'm calling go it now. This, this is, this is yeah. going to be a good one. You're going to get credit. You're the one who told me about it. Hey, well, you're the one that tweets it, and the, to the tweeter go the spoils, <laughs> you know? So That is true. That is the that's uh, honor code. Yeah. Honor code of Twitter. I could I could no, scoop man. you, but now that it's on now that it's on record as you're going to tweet it, I'm not going to scoop you. So <laughs> also, we still don't even know if it's true. I think it's that's true. true. <laughs> it's going to be such a bummer. Our first follow, <laughs> somebody we're going to have like ten follow up emails. Be like, yeah. you can't actually do that, you know? I, I tried to do this and it doesn't work. Well, yeah, <laughs> we, I have no idea if it works. So uh, that makes it sense. should work. If it's it possible work. for it to work, maybe we now we'll have to do a PR to make it work. Oh yeah, we'll do an actual. So what just Actual turned in, it was a 30-minute tweet session, now turns into like a two-and-a-half-day <laughs> right. hacking session so that you can make a PR, yeah. Yeah, exactly. See, this uh, is why I, you're doing it. I absolve myself from all of go. this risk. Yeah, I'm just an yeah. ideas guy. I don't do anything. Uh, I just have ideas. Uh, so good. I love ideas, guys. It's my yeah. favorite. I would love to be just an ideas guy. That would be Someday. awesome. Someday. It's the dream. Someday. That is the dream, right? <laughs> I would love that. It might be boring. I don't know. I don't know. Just sitting around and having <laughs> ideas and letting other people do all the hard work that sounds pretty pretty awesome to me. Yeah. But we'll see. So next I'm week, a, next week next I'm week. Uh, I'm headed back to Texas. Oh, okay. Yeah. When so are you heading back? We're heading back on uh so wife and kids fly out Saturday and I'll start the the long drive home on Sunday. Okay. So it, we were supposed to be here another 2 weeks. Um Oh. So we've been here, this is, this is now our fourth week in Vermont, and uh, we're going to do another two weeks. But we were going to change Airbnbs and go to like a different mm-hmm. town. We were going to go to Reading or Reading, I don't know how to say it, um, okay. down by like Woodstock. And it's, it's even more remote than where we are right now. Um, and we just decided like, you know, it's too much. It is. Mm, it's too yeah. much with with two two year olds to have no support system, and yeah. so like we gave it the old college try, and I'm really <laughs> I'm super proud of us for like, hey, we've got two year olds. Let's leave <clears throat> everything we know for yep. four weeks, um, and so we just decided we're gonna cancel the next Airbnb and we're gonna come on home. So yeah, a little awesome. a little like I feel really good about it. I feel like oh, this is. I'm excited to go home. Like I'm excited yeah. to go home, yeah. have like my my house, my bed, my office, and the kids have they've got YMCA, they've got little All gym, they've got swim lessons, <laughs> they've got grandparents, they've got cousins. Like, yeah. Okay, so the whole the whole support system thing is pretty real the when factor, you have kids. Yeah. yeah. For sure, for sure. Yeah, we yeah, a lot of these things are even vacationing in general. It's uh-huh. like you're going to have kids and go on vacation. It's going to be awesome. And it is, like, awesome at times. But there's, like, I mean, I'll never forget we had one. So most years we go to um, Martha's Vineyard over the summer mm-hmm. at some point, just for usually one to two weeks. This year we didn't, but usually we do. And this was, like, 
maybe six or seven years ago, no, at least maybe seven or eight years ago, my daughter, uh, who's the youngest, was like right in your age, like two, three, somewhere mm-hmm. in there. She was like maybe just a little over two. Um, and she had just potty trained, so or maybe she's two and a half or whatever. And we go on vacation. We're in Martha's Vineyard. It's all beautiful, beaches, whatever, blah, blah, blah. She decides she's not going to go to the bathroom anymore. Oh, she doesn't no. want to. And she doesn't like how it feels, and she's not doing it. So she's forcibly preventing herself from going to the bathroom. She has stomach pain, obviously, because she's refusing to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and so we just spent this whole vacation with this kid who's refusing to go to the bathroom. And it's just like, oh, my God. Like, this is not the relaxing, fairly expensive Martha's Vineyard vacation oh, that, like, I was dude. looking for here. So, yeah. Kids, man. Sometimes it's just, you just be home. You have all your stuff. At least if they're doing weird stuff, like... Everything else is normal. It's like, yeah, oh, that was an exciting that's vacation. That's a good that one. one. Yeah, that's that's a good one. That makes me feel better. That, yeah, that really does. Go home. Ha- yeah, have we're going support. home. We're going home. We actually <laughs> right, thought guess, we we thought about potty training here, and then we decided like, nah, yeah, I would wait that, on that. that yeah, that. nah, so. the change of scenery causes. No. Weird exactly, things to happen, yeah. like people decide you you don't want them to get home and decide they don't want to no. go to the bathroom. Like you want to well, be, yeah. Home. We'll train them on home, <laughs> home turf and let it let's, yeah. let it settle there. Yeah, exactly. Well, that is a big moment though. So good luck with that because yeah, you can get thanks. that done. That's uh, especially with the other ones coming. It'll be nice to not have four mm. um, that you're changing. That that sounds yeah, that would like be nightmare nice. status there. So It'd be nice to um, have just a little break of no diapers that we're changing. Yes. A before couple the months new ones just, come. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be really nice. No diapers. That's a big moment. Yeah. Diaper, diapers are crazy. Yeah. They're so expensive and the whole so thing expensive. is nuts. The whole thing, um, it's a scam. All right. So I guess we'll figure out what we're going to, we'll record in at some point. We may have to give yeah. it maybe a little yeah, day so or two after, you know, but no problem. 27 hours to get home. So it's a I'll big drive. drive most of Sunday and probably all day Monday. So we might, we might have to catch a Tuesday episode next week. Yeah. Sounds good. All right, man. All right. Well, y'all send us send us some emails, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next time. All right. Later. See ya.